Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So it's the same as always movies, games, TVs, something from the week. Um, yeah, that's probably it, really. Um, cool. So uh, if you're not checking us out on YouTube yet, please do. Please jump over there, check us out. Give us a little subscribe. That's always good. Like, share, and comment. And tell your friends and family to do the same. Cool. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline Podcast. Right. <clears throat> I mean, that's not going to be a great start, is it? Knocking the thing. I bet that sounds wonderful. How are you doing? You well? It looks super loud. Is it super loud? Looks super loud. I had to adjust it for the uh, for the quiet talker. Um, now I'm worried that it's too loud. Turn me down if you. Uh, do I need to say the rest of that joke? No, good. Um, week two of lockdown, I believe. I believe. Week two. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. You could probably hear the laptop because apparently, you know, in a previous life it was a jump, a Harrier jump jet. Now it is merely a laptop, but still dreams of those heady heights. Um. I don't know if you can hear it. Let's see. I'll go quiet for one second. No, the laptop will be overpowering that. Um, I've got the window open. That's right. There was a little bit of bird chirp there. I've got the window open. Uh, mostly because it's hot as balls in this room. Uh, I think that's largely to do with the heating being on when uh, it probably doesn't need to be. So, you know, there's that. Um... Yeah, it's week two of lockdown. Um, I feel like I should feel more put out by lockdown. Um, the biggest issue I've got is that I was sort of conditioned for this from a, from an early age. Um, my uh, my summer holidays from the age of about. 12 to 16 was largely spent indoors um so it's like i was i was training for this my entire life um it, it's not brilliant uh, i'm not going to tell you anything other than that um and I, I mean my i feel like like a, a podcast time traveler um i know that this will take like four weeks to come out. Um, and I just keep saying, what will the world look like when this podcast is actually released? Um, that's all. That's off the back of when I coded a podcast going, oh, this virus is a bit intense, isn't it? <clears throat> People panic buying toilet roll. That seems like a million years ago now. Um... Do you know something? I keep turning. I shouldn't be turning. I shouldn't be moving the microphone whilst I'm talking. <clears throat> How's that? <clears throat> I've got this really 
got a froggy throat. Um, I was on the phone this morning and I had to keep uh, clearing my throat, which I can't imagine sounded brilliant. Week two of lockdown. Uh, yeah. It obviously won't be week two when you hear this. I think we've covered that. Let's move on. I've got a list. Um, part of me was like, oh, it's a, it's a different list to usual. It really isn't. Um, people sending messages don't they know what time and what day it is right now. Got a bit of an issue. Um, lockdown is putting a massive cramp on um, on the old podcast listening. So I probably explained this before, but um, when I'm at home, I don't get a huge amount of opportunity to. Um, to listen to podcasts. Um, podcasts are obviously a situation where you have to listen to them, unless obviously you're diving into a cookie cast, and then, you know, there's always the option to watch them. Um, but, largely, podcasts are an audio media. Um, I have somebody in my house who is... audio kryptonite, would be a way to describe it. You cannot listen to anything especially podcasts with certain people around uh, those people think podcasts aren't as important I don't know I don't know what it is um, let's get away from that so podcast listening through lockdown almost impossible I am listening to and I mean we're talking tiny snippets of podcasts uh, when I'm working out um, but only when I'm in the garage. So, I am listening to ever so slightly. I mean, the way podcasts work is I'm probably listening to 1% of the stuff that's being released. So, you know, there's that. Um, the podcast I'm listening to at the moment is the Bill Burt podcast. Bill Burr, big fan. Burt Kreischer, big fan. They're doing a podcast together. Cool. Um, one of those things, if I'm honest, not my favourite. And I expected it would be, but it's not my favourite. Sorry, I'm trying to adjust on the fly. Um, not my favourite podcast, if I'm honest. Um... But it's early days. I'm listening to the first few episodes, which I imagine is very much a um, finding finding your feet. I can't imagine that anybody going back and listening to um, Cookie Cast or the Darkest Timeline is like, oh yeah, this podcast is uh, is up and running from day one. No podcast is like that. So I think it's probably just an element of finding its feet. Something that struck me though, I've listened to like three episodes back to back. And all three episodes had a particular subject matter, and that subject matter was people's driving. And after the, like, the first one I listened to, I was like, cool. The second one I listened to, I was like, hmm. By the third one, I was like, 
hang on a minute. When I started doing the Darkest Timeline podcast, there was a lot of me talking about people's driving. And I got a lot of feedback on that. And the feedback I got was, oh, don't talk about people's driving. It's, I, I, whether I agree with you or not, I don't want to listen to it. Um, okay. So, you know, when the first person says it, you're like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. When the second person says it, you're like, you probably don't know what you're talking about. When, like, the third person's like, dude, well, why are we talking about people's driving? It's probably about time to start listening. So, as I'm sure you'll know, being an avid listener, or a new listener, because we'll, we'll have to talk about the new listeners, um... I moved away from talking about people's bad driving. So I was a little surprised when Bill Burr and Bert Kreischer have what is essentially a a section, which is quite a large chunk of their podcast, discussing people's bad driving and how much they really don't like people's bad driving and so on and so forth. I'm like, huh, well, they clearly think there's a market for that conversation, don't they? Just something that stood out. Like I say, not my number one favourite podcast at this point in time. Um, I am quite concerned. I'm sure you all are aware. Um, My love for podcasts, how they're sort of a a glue of my world. Um, And not listening to them, not getting through them sort of irks me a little bit. I will have to try and find some way to get around that. I might just start putting them on when I go to bed. You know, those you know people who like listen to stuff in their sleep. I might just start doing that. Um, who knows? So. Uh, let's have a look at the list, shall we? Something that... Um, has been on this podcast more than a few times. Um, I got a bad back. Um, and it, like again, you know, any long-time listeners will know, it's not the first time this has happened. Um, and he was trying to work out whether the bad back was from not lifting weights properly. Or whether it was the fact that I was doing a new exercise uh, with a new type of weight, uh, using it in a new way, and um, that was causing like the use of different muscles, and ultimately that was potentially causing backache in that sense. Um, but I had a conversation with a, a fellow bad back sufferer. Um, and it was like, oh, uh, are you resting your back up then? It's like, no. Oh, you need to rest up. You got, you got to rest up. If you're bad, if you're bad, Jesus. If your back is bad, you need to rest your back to get it better. I was like, no, no, no. You need to continue doing the exercises to strengthen the back muscles. They were in a disagreement with me. Um. What I can say is, certain exercises I'm doing, you know, I, started, I went back to doing press-ups, I haven't done press-ups for a long time, um, tore 
my stomach muscles the second time I attempted to do press-ups. wasn't overly concerned about that, other than the fact that it happened, because um, I'm aware that stomach muscles um, repair super fast. Um, that's why you can do abs every day, and it doesn't matter. Um, started doing some work with kettlebells and that's part of where I think this sort of back problems come in um, I've been doing bench press I've been out in the uh, in the garage in the armory doing um, bench press every other day and part of me thinks about the way that I am on the bench um, bench isn't quite big enough I mean I can get on it but it's a real struggle to get on it um, so it probably falls into the category of not quite big enough and I think when I'm getting on it that was causing problems um, but I've stuck at it I've carried on <clears throat> you know it was like that thing I don't know if you've ever experienced where you get a bad lower back and over a series of days that pain moves up your back and I had it in my shoulders, and then eventually it went into my neck. And I was like, "This is a, this is loads of fun." Um, but I stuck at it. I stuck with it, and touch wood. I am actually touching wood. Woo! Not mine. I'm touching a table that is made of wood. Um, through continued effort, continued work around um, the set that doing those exercises. I personally feel that I have strengthened those muscles to allow for the back to heal. And again, touch wood at this point in time, no actual issues as such. Um, so yeah, it's just a different theory around the bad back. Um, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it to see if it's a theory or if it's just something weird. So, I think I mentioned previously that I was super into cold coffee. I imagine when this lockdown finishes, um, there will probably be people saying things like, what was it that got you through the lockdown? What element was it that got you through the lockdown? Tanya, learning to make cold coffee at home will be the thing that I say. I got through the lockdown with cold coffee. It's become like a, become like a big thing. I have to, uh, I have to make a batch uh, try and do it the night before so that it's ready for the next day. Um, tell you what, I, I don't know if I've already told you, but I'm going to tell you my recipe for cold coffee. Um, so I get a measuring jug, three teaspoons, teaspoon, 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 three teaspoons coffee in a measuring jug, medium measuring jug. Three teaspoons of sugar. Part of me feels like I might have told you this last last week. If I did, sorry. If I didn't, here's the rest of the recipe. Pour in boiling water. Stir. Put something over the top. Um, 
and basically leave it to cool. Once it's cooled down, it can go in the fridge and it's there ready. Um, one of the things that would potentially strike as a, a possible concern would be that I drink pints of this stuff, which I know, you know, don't get me wrong. I am aware that drinking a pint of coffee, probably not best. But something that I have noticed is that I will nurse that pint of cold coffee for a couple of hours. So if you think about, you know, the the rate at which you would drink coffee, I would in a in a couple of hours I might have a couple of cups. It's probably probably works out about right. Also, I say it's a pint. It's got like seven four large and three small ice cubes in it and then it's got a splash caramel syrup this is going on the rest of the recipe by the way if you're trying to make it uh splash caramel syrup i'm pretty sure i did tell you the recipe um pour your your cold coffee in um and then splash of milk and away you go you do you you're good you're good to go so, learning to make this is a big thing for me. Um, very much a getting me through lockdown situation. Um, and if I'm honest, you know, like I said, I've got the window open. It is quarter past seven at this point in time. Still light, because obviously we had the clocks change. Um, so in theory, the days are going to... Not in theory. What will happen is the days will get longer. The days will get warmer, the days will get hotter. Um, I keep saying to people, not people that I meet in the street, I just keep saying to people in various ways. Um, isn't it strange that since the lockdown, the weather's been absolutely amazing? Um, got some beautiful days. Um, so there, that's your, that's your pint of cold coffee to get you through the long lockdown day, is basically the way I look at that. So, the other day, somebody said to me, Oh, have you seen this uh, coffee mousse? Um, sorry, what? Coffee mousse. Well, what is this? Immediately, immediately, when somebody says the word coffee, my ears prick. I'm like, hello? Which, you know, going back X number of years... Anyway, have you seen this coffee mousse? What What is it you're talking about? Oh, the people have been making it, and it's like a social media thing. Um, I don't know. I've seen the recipe today, and it's something like, I think you do two spoons of stuff. So it's like two spoons of coffee, two spoons of sugar, two spoons of water, and then you whisk it. And you whisk it, 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 and eventually it turns into a mousse. And what it's designed to do is you scoop it onto the top of your cold coffee. And my mind exploded. Now, at this point in time, I will say this. Like I say, I haven't really seen the recipe because I haven't made it. Some things fall into... Great idea, sounds amazing, tastes amazing, da, 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 da. a lot of effort. Give you an example. I got super into making sushi at home. I was all over that sushi. 
Oh man, I love a sushi. Vegetarian sushi. Um, so I was all over it. Made it all the time. Made it at home. Bought all the stuff. I actually saw some of the stuff in the cupboard today. Bought all the stuff. Made it all the time. Chopping it up. Putting it in boxes. Putting it in the fridge. Eating it the next day. I was making my own like wasabi soya sauce concoction. I was putting that into little containers. So I had it ready to roll. It was amazing. Um, I also learned to make bibimbap. I believe it's called. It's like a... I don't know if that might be a Korean dish. Japanese, Korean, not sure. Um, hands down, some of the most amazing food I've ever eaten in my life. Um, just so good. There's a small problem. Making sushi is a big job. There's all this stuff that you got to do with the rice to prepare it in a certain way, and you got to boil it in a certain way, and you've got to get it to a certain consistency, and then you've got to get all your stuff prepared, you know, chop all your veg, um, you've got to, like, flash fry your veg, get all that ready if you're doing, uh, if you're doing an omelette one, stick it, you've got to do an omelette, then you got to, you know, I like to do Philadelphia, might you got to get some Philadelphia, and for how amazing it tastes it's a lot of effort so you you know the uh, there's a saying um i can't think what the saying is like um is is the effort worth the payoff kind of deal um and slowly slowly over time i enjoyed my time of making sushi at home um, and if I'm honest, when I saw the stuff in the cupboard today, I was like, ooh, get a sushi on the go. Um, it dropped by the wayside because it became too much effort. At this point in time, the cold coffee is almost no effort. I have to remember to make it. I've already made tomorrow's batch, so there's that. I have to make sure that there is ice in the freezer. I've got a vary, varying different ways of making ice. Ranging from a Death Star um, ice cube mould. Um, <laughs> I've just had a message from someone <laughs> that says, A coffee mousse? Question mark. <coughs> How spooky. So, I can make ice. I can make coffee if I, if I remember. And then the rest of it is literally pour a few things in a glass and you're good to go. The coffee mousse thing sounds amazing. Does sound like a little bit of effort. Now let's not kid ourselves. I am definitely going to make it. Uh, maybe maybe not tomorrow. Maybe the day after though. That's a distinct possibility. I don't see me making it a lot. Unless I can find a way that you can like make a lot and then store it. Like stick it in an ice cream tub or something and then spoon it out when you need it. Make a big batch. I will have to look into that. Um, the cold coffee is definitely the uh, the thing that I will talk about in years to come. The thing that got me through the lockdown. Um, I keep talking about you know when this comes to an end and when we come out the other side of this and things like that, but I think the general consensus is it's feeling like 
that might not be anytime soon. Um, we'll see. Oh yeah, why don't we just hit the microphone while we're in the process. So, cold coffee. Hit me up if you want um, a recipe. I was going to do like a video demonstration. I think I mentioned that last time. It's all coming back to me now. All too late, obviously. Um, give me a shout and do a video demonstration if necessary. I might have to go on to like the... I might have to go on the Facebook page. Oh, I could stick it on YouTube if, if it's necessary. Um, who knows? You know, it's lockdown. Loading loads of time on our hands. I still don't have a lot of time. Um, I don't have to drive to the gym and drive home. So there's that. Um, so yeah. Let me have a little look. Okay, so uh, last last episode. Are they episodes? A podcast? The podcast coming episodes? I guess they must do. They're episodic, I guess. Um, right at the end of the last episode, I mentioned that I bought something. Um, but I definitely felt like it was something for another podcast because it was quite a, a big sort of thing, I guess. Um, so a couple of months ago, I saw a video. Um, the, uh, there was a guy and he made Sonic the Hedgehog. Sure, I don't need to explain to you who Sonic the Hedgehog is. He made Sonic the Hedgehog using a 3D pen. Now, I was aware of the existence of a 3D pen going back, I want to say years. The original concept was that you could draw a line on a piece of paper in, in plastic with a 3D pen, and then you could literally get the pen to go up into the air and keep drawing and you could draw in the air doesn't i think that was more of a concept um doesn't quite work that way you could get that to work if you put a lot of time and effort in and and, and did things a certain way um so i saw a guy done a video where he'd made Sonic the Hedgehog using a 3D pen. 3D pen, similar to a 3D printer, although a 3D printer, you put something into a program, the program goes into the 3D printer, and it prints a reasonably solid 3D shape using plastic. And then you can do various things with it. You can make mould out of it, so on and so forth. Um, you can make 3D parts. I know... Uh, um, I know of a company at the moment that's making the um, the protective masks for hospitals and stuff using 3D printers. So, I was aware of the existence of a 3D pen uh, originally when I saw a video about it, which would probably be years ago. But it was kind of, kind of a cool concept. Anything like that you expect to be relatively expensive and then you've got the cost of running it and so on and so forth. So I was kind of interested to see what this video was like. I watched the video and I was properly blown away by um, by, the, by this video. This guy made Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, if you want to check it out, it's on YouTube. Um, I think the guy's called 
Sanago. I mean, what the hell have I got? Oh, I've been watching Kangaroo Boxing on YouTube. If you, uh, if you're wondering, uh, right? How? Three uh, D. No, three D pen. Sonic. That's how I found it. Sanago. Nine point six million views from three months ago. I mean, yes. Uh, there's things like somebody else has done a Sonic the Hedgehog. I can see the one that I've been trying to watch, but I, I keep getting stuck. Uh, somebody made a Baby Yoda. One that I did watch was somebody made a um, Black Spider-Man, the symbiote Spider-Man. Um, there's loads. A lot of SpongeBob, Rick and Morty, stuff like that. So. Saw a video. Guy made Sonic the Hedgehog using a 3D pen watched the video i was like i was super fascinated so as, as i tend to do i ended up going down a rabbit hole um watching loads and loads of videos around 3d pens and what they are capable of in this day and age and i was just i was properly blown away by it so obviously the next thing that comes along the have having watched 30 videos of various different things being made in 3d pen i'm like how much is a 3D pen these days? I'm expecting hundreds of pounds. Jump over to uh, Amazon. Checked out on Amazon and was very surprised at the cost of a 3D pen. Falls into the category of very reasonably priced. Um, if you're thinking hundreds, no, no, no. Um, jump onto Amazon, check one out. Uh, at this point in time, I'm not going to tell you how much it was. And I don't know why that is. They're not expensive. I don't think they're expensive. In my opinion, they're not expensive. Because let's face it, the cost of these things comes in the running cost. So then I started looking at, you know, how much is it to buy the plastic filament that goes in the 3D pen? Mm, you know, a big big spool of the stuff not cheap but there are various places that are selling like you know a little pack of various different colors like 20 different colors for you know 15 quid so i worked it and it's like okay so i'm gonna get i don't know worked out to like 200 meters or something of of uh, filament for 15 quid loads of different colors bargain so I'm like, okay, problem number one, I am not artistic in any way, shape or form. So this probably isn't for me. So there's that. However, I, I can't explain, I have no artistic talent whatsoever, but I wish that I did. Um, and I, um, I in previous points in my life have had creative outlets and I have become, um, I have attempted to become as good as I can at doing those things. Um, and I got a lot of joy from them. Um, some of those things were work-based, uh, some of those things were recreational-based, um, 
So, uh, you know, that, that want of, to be an artist coupled with the, the wanting to have an ability to do something, you know, there's that. However, I do live with an artist, an artiste. Um, and I have, um, my eldest, super into crafts, loves crafts, loves the craft sort of, sort of stuff. So I'm like, maybe this isn't the worst idea. Maybe as an idea, this could be something for the family. I could have a go. And go, hey, look, I made a, a ball. Um, Leanne could have a go and she'd be like, hey, I made this thing and it's super cool and it's really artistic. And I'd be like, hmm, that's nice. And my eldest could have a go and she could make something. Um, the middle daughter could maybe have a go. Um, I, you know, you've got to be aware of these things. Essentially, it's a, like a hot glue gun, but instead of glue, it's hot plastic. So, you know, probably don't want a child too young wielding such a thing. Um, but, you know, she could say, I want this making, and then somebody else could make it for her, you know, that sort of thing. So, had a conversation, and was like, look, there's this thing, there's these videos, things look kind of cool, you can do these cool things, there's lots of possibilities, you, the only limit is your imagination. That's a big seller for me. The only limit is your imagination. And it's like, that uh, a phrase like that speaks to me quite a lot. So, shortest version of this story is bought a 3D pen. Are you surprised? But after all of that, um, one of the problems with the lockdown and the I keep going to say quarantine, but nobody. I'm not in quarantine. It's just this lockdown situation. Uh, one of the big problems with it is that um, loads of companies aren't doing deliveries, uh, loads of companies aren't doing um, the delivery schedules that they were, and the biggest one of all, obviously, is Amazon. Their deliveries are all over the shop. I ordered a 3D pen. How oh, then did I order it? Or did I go to order it and it told me it was going to take a month to arrive? So I ordered a different one and that said it was going to take three days. Um, I, strangely, I ordered something on Saturday that told me it was going to take two to five business days. So not Saturday and not Sunday. First of those business days would have been today, because today is Monday. I am turned up today, um, which was cool. So we've got a 3D pen. Um, me and Leanne attempted to make some stuff. Uh, between us, we made a 3D cube. And to say it's a cube is a stretch of the imagination. The next day, I made a 3D mini pyramid thing that would would in nature be called the leaning pyramid of, of, of Pisa? Geyser? I don't know. Not what either of us had in mind, I don't think. Um, there's a lot to learn about using it. Don't touch the end. It's hot. Don't load it in a particular way because it won't load. You know, you have to load and unload the filament. 
you have to learn how to do that. It's not as simple as you might think. You have to learn the speed to use the pen. Um, every video you will ever see on YouTube is sped up because it's a slow process. So, got a 3D pen. Wasn't really living the dream of the 3D pen. Enter eldest daughter. She's like, can I have a go with a 3D pen? Absolutely. Once you learn all the safety precautions, you can definitely use this supervised. So, you know, went through all the, don't touch the end, it's hot. Don't put the hot end on anything. We need to set you up at the table, so on and so forth. She's like, what can I make? Anything you want, that's the idea. I want to make a butterfly. Okay. And... I can safely say at this point that I've never seen anybody take to something the way that she, that she took to this. It was like, it was almost like she was teaching us by just diving in. She made she made this super cool butterfly. Um, it because it was like a black outline and the way that she'd done it was like all wiggly. It kind of looked to me like a venom sort of outline and then like the colors on it was super cool filled in all the gaps super cool uh she made a unicorn uh she was making a, a flower in the process of this i'm like tell you what i'm gonna have another crack at this i printed off a picture of the deadpool logo that was the point that we discovered that we'd used nearly all of the black we didn't have red it does not come with red in any of the stuff that i bought there is not a red. Um, but we did discover that we had white, which was surprising. So I used a brownie, kind of like a mauve, for the red. I used grey instead of black. But I could use white for the eyes of the logo. And I'll tell you something. Firstly, it's not 3D because it's flat. Secondly, it was one of my first actual attempts at having a proper go at this. But I was super impressed with it. I was super happy. I was like, look at this thing that I made. This didn't exist before, and now it does. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's one of those things that falls into the category of, I don't necessarily think that you have to be very good to still enjoy it. And that was a huge part of the reason that I wanted to get it I, I was like this looks like a lot of fun this looks like something we can do as a family in a lot of ways sit around the table make some stuff have a laugh have have a good have a good time enjoy it and that's what happened um at this point in time if you've got kids that are a certain age and you're in this lockdown period and like I say, I don't know if that's still going on by the time this comes out. Um, check out 3D pens. If you've got a child that likes crafts, if you've got a child that likes, I don't know, making stuff that's 3D, you know, a child around a certain age, give it a go. It's, you know, initial layouts not massively expensive like I say the the cost will come in the running of it um, but I can heartily recommend 3d pens as a great family activity 
So that's like a, a recommendation from me to you. Uh, I've got, I'm sort of like mulling an idea through my head about something that I can have a go at next. Um, <clears throat> feel like I need to buy one of the big spools of the black filament because I feel that black's probably going to get used quite a lot. And like I was saying, we've nearly gone through all the black that we've got. So I've got another pack of filaments coming and that has got some black in. So there's that. But I think I'm probably going to end up buying a big fat spool of black. Uh, I wanted to get the, there's, uh, you can get infused ones, you can get glow in the dark ones. Uh, you get wood infused, which is more of a crafty one. Um, copper infused, which I presume gives sort of a, a metallic feel. Um, you get see-through ones, which can be used for various stuff. Um, check out a video on YouTube, check out them as a concept. What I can say, as a family activity, super fun. Loads of fun, really enjoyable. Right, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Um, I have watched an entire TV series. I have watched a... I've watched series one of another TV series. I've watched two films. Um, both of them I watched yesterday. Played some games, done some other bits and bobs. So let's get cracking. Um, I watched The Witcher. And I'm sure you guys will be aware. Uh, I was kind of struggling to know when I was going to watch this. Um didn't know whether it was for me uh, I fell out of love with Witcher 3 having played the back end of it and trying to play one of the DLCs um, I honestly don't know what happens to that game I really don't know what happens to that game I don't get the direction that they took the DLCs it yeah, it was a huge disappointment for me at the back end of that game. Wasn't overly convinced about Henry Cavill playing Geralt. Um, got a lot of good reviews, but I, you know, me and reviews don't get on overly well. So, that's that's that, basically. Um, I've probably been through it before. I've spoken about it before, about... I wasn't sure when the time was going to be right for me to watch The Witcher. That time came up in the last week, you know, like I say, lockdown, uh, lockdown changes a man. Um, so I've watched The Witcher. I enjoyed it as a whole. I'm going to try not to spoil it, but what I will say is that there is a time element. We're not talking about time travelling. We're talking about there are two different timelines running at the same time, which makes episodes super confusing. Um, something that surprised me is that they've kind of gone with a, a kind of monster of the week kind of approach. So there's like a story running throughout the, all of the episodes, but then it's like, this week we're going to be fighting this type of monster and this is how we're going to beat it. Which I found quite surprising. Um, possibly a little outdated. But it is what it is and it was what it was. 
ultimately I enjoyed it. Um, it was good. The, the, there's confusing elements to it. Um, you know, it's got it's got another series, which I'll certainly uh, check out once that's out and available. As I keep saying about the um, the the lockdown and all this sort of stuff, that we're going to start running out of stuff. You know, all these films that have been uh, the release dates for these films that have been put out back. Nobody will be filming TV series. We're going to hit a point where there's not going to be anything new. Um, so that's going to be interesting. The Witcher was good. Um, yeah. I had a conversation with uh, Ed, a couple of other people, did like a video chat call thing. Um, Ed said that he felt that um, the person they'd cast as Triss didn't fit the role. Um, you kind of get where he's coming from. Uh, if you look at her and then look at how she is in the games, there's quite a distinct difference. I didn't see it to be too big of an issue. Um, but, yeah. It was good. Uh, I am currently watching um, a TV programme on Netflix uh, called Car Masters Rust to Riches. Um, before, like, sort of the start of the first episode, they explained that there was this, there's a story about the red paperclip. Um, a guy, or a boy, took a red paperclip and traded it up, and in so many moves, he'd managed to trade up to owning his own house, just by trade. So he works in the principle, it's like, uh, you've got something that I want, I've got this red paperclip. You trade me for the red paperclip. And then I'll trade whatever you give me for something better. It's a car program. It's very fast and loud. It's very... Um, Orange County Choppers. Sort of that format of... There's a garage. They build... <coughs> um, like your hot rod sort of stuff. They make... Old cars, uh, super cool. Uh, the garage has got some interesting characters. They've got a, a woman that does the engines. They've got a guy who can, he's like an engineer and he can use a, a water jet machine. Uh, there's the guy that owns it. There's the guy that does the deals. They've got a guy called Caveman. Yeah, doesn't, yeah, I'm sure you can imagine what he looks like. Um, I like these sort of shows. Uh, I watched a lot of Fast and Loud for a long time, and then I felt that as a show, as a as Gas Monkey Garage, and all of that, it just got too big. Um, when they were doing restaurants and selling tequila and and that sort of stuff, it was just too much. It was too big, so I sort of moved away from that. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of my issue with these programs. I finished the first series. Um, it's good, you know. They made some, they made some really cool cars. Um, the trade went well up until so they got so far. They they want to trade to get a hundred thousand dollar vehicle, which they then 
sell, get $100,000 and start the process again. Process starts when they get a $1,000 vehicle and make it look better and then trade it for a better vehicle. Make that look better, trade that for a better one. So on and so forth until they get to a car that's worth $100,000 or more and then they sell it. So, there was a point where the trade fell apart halfway through Series 1 and then to deal with that. I started Series 2 today and I already have issues. Um, the reason I have issues is we're led to believe that these people aren't, it's not like they're living paycheck to paycheck, but obviously they put a lot of time and effort into building these vehicles and they want the money to come out of it. You know, they, they need these $100,000 cars so that they can make money. Um, however, start of series two, first episode. Oh, we've now got a second shop. Okay, you've got a second shop now. Yeah, we're going to run two shops. That means we can do twice as much. No more staff, which I don't know if that gets addressed. Um, but essentially, they've already expanded. Because at the end of the day, they're doing a TV show on Netflix. I can't imagine Netflix like, uh, can we, you know, make a TV show about you out of the goodness of our hearts and you guys will just, you know, be on our TV show and not expect to get paid. Of course not. Somebody signed a contract to do that TV show and somebody made money out of it. I imagine A, being the guy that owns the garage, and B, the people he works with. Or work for him or whatever. You know, it, you know, it doesn't surprise me that Start Series 2, they've got a second shop because there's money involved in all this. So the element of oh, we've got to sell this car, we've got to trade this car, we've got to get this next deal so that we can make some money. It's like, yeah, uh, okay. Um, I imagine at the end of the day, it's just going to end up going the way of uh, of, of Fast and Loud. Um, I, I watch Alex Steele on YouTube. Um, I enjoy watching that. and That's a similar thing he makes. Weapons, swords and knives and, and various things like that. Um, similar sort of principle. He had this tiny little shop and then he started, you know, he was doing all these videos on YouTube. Then they got a lot of following. Then he got a bigger shop and a bigger shop and a bigger shop. And then he moved to America. Um, and it, he's got two shops in America and, and that sort of stuff. So I don't feel I'm under any illusion around the way these shows go. But for now... It's enjoyable. I'm enjoying it. Um, they made, like I say, they've made some cool cars. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll watch the rest of series two, and I'm sure I'll discuss it further down the line. So I watched two movies yesterday. Um, I wrote both of them down on the list. The first one, I don't know how to go about discussing. Because it was Frozen 2. So, I wrote it down on my list because it was a film I watched. 
You know how I operate. That's how I roll. I write stuff down. I told you guys about it. <clears throat> I am fully aware that not everybody wants to listen to me talk about DC animated movies. I am fully aware that not everybody wants to listen to me talking about anime in general. I still write them down on a list and I still discuss it. I have three children. Those three children are girls. I am surrounded by girls. I have got two other male creatures in this house. And they don't get a say in anything. Because they're idiots. Ultimately, a long, long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far, far away. No, not all that long ago. X amount of time ago, I had to resign myself to realising that my life was going to be pink dresses. I don't mean pink dresses, I mean pink, comma, dresses. And Disney movies. I like some Disney movies. Mana, fantastic, love it. Spent, I've spent many a, a Saturday afternoon watching Moana. I regret nothing. That film is a masterpiece. Um, I have seen Frozen a multitude of times. I've seen Finding Nemo and Finding Dory a multitude of times. I've also seen like things like the Lorax and the Crudes. And, um, oh, I used to really like Turbo. I used to love Turbo. Great voice cast. Um, I saw that Frozen 2 had come out to own um, I never saw it at the cinema um, I knew that the the girls would want to see it I knew they'd want to watch it so I bought it they got it we watched it so here's my review is anybody going to be surprised if I say it wasn't as good as the first one <sighs> yeah it didn't I don't. I don't know how to say. I, I don't know. Do I say I didn't overly enjoy it? It was quite confusing in places. The songs weren't great. <coughs> they also felt very crowbarred in. It's like, oh, we've gone eight minutes without a song. Quick, chuck one in. Oh, we've gone thirty seconds without a song. Throw one in. Um, so yeah, there was songs where there didn't need to be songs and the songs weren't great. They, you know, they weren't catchy songs from the first frozen, whichever way you slice it, they're great songs. Um, I have issues with, uh, one of the main characters in frozen, um, Anna or Anna, if you're British, um, I think she's not a, not a very nice person, in my opinion. Um, I was saying after I watched it, I was like, she's not she's not a nice person. You know, if you go back to the first one, she fell in love with the bad guy. And then the bad guy turned out to be the bad guy. Spoilers, by the way. You know, if you haven't seen Frozen. And then she settled for the good guy. And then by the looks of things in the second one, in Frozen 2, that aspect of her settling for the good guy is properly cemented in the in the second one. 
she's not a good person. I know I'm probably reading a lot more into this than I should be, but I don't like her as a character. That probably says a lot about me. Hmm. Um, quite confusing. Um, I mean, you know, it seems cliche to say it wasn't as good as the first one, but it wasn't. Um, the songs weren't great. Um, I There were points where I found it, you know, just... I, I said from the point that they announced the second one, it was just too big a task. The first Frozen was a behemoth of a movie. It was... The f I want to say it was the first animated movie to reach billion dollars. I think that was like one of the facts about it. It was one of the biggest films in history. Was Frozen. The sheer mention of an attempt to try and tackle that by doing a sequel, you were all you were always going to be on the back foot. You were always going to be on the losing side of that one. I feel they made a good effort. But ultimately, they were never going to achieve what they wanted. Um, and I felt that that is what sort of happened, unfortunately. Uh, it was what it was. It was Frozen 2. There, that's my review of Frozen 2. I am sure I will end up watching it again. Um, as a complete contrast, I last night watched The Departed. A Martin Scorsese film, uh, which I had never seen. Um, one of those films that was kind of on a list of I really should get round to watching that. It's all, it passed me by originally. Um, I think I might have still been in my not liking Leonardo DiCaprio phase, which was possibly why I didn't watch it at the time. Critically acclaimed movie. The cast list for this film is. Off the charts. Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Alec Alec Baldwin, uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Ray Winston. Surprise! Very surprising, Ray Winston. Amazing cast. Weird thing about it is that it felt very much like they got all these actors before they learned how to act. It, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't giving it my full attention. I had, um, I had a little movie watching buddy with me last night. Um, she. Uh, she, she was a tough crowd. She was more interested in um, playing with my, my jacket and the, uh, the, yeah, she was super interested in the logo on my t-shirt, my workout t-shirt. Um, so I wasn't giving it my full attention. Everybody in the movie is doing a Boston accent. The Boston accent is a difficult thing to get right. When you get it right, it works fine. When you get it wrong, it sounds terrible. 
Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio managed to scrape his way through that film. His acting was fine. He was he was okay in it. The other people, some of the biggest powerhouses in acting throughout the last 10 or 20 years, you know, Jack Nicholson. Martin Sheen, he was also in it. It felt like this was a film that was made just before all these people discovered how to act. Jack Nicholson's acting in it is not good. And I couldn't work out why. Matt Damon felt incredibly wooden. And I couldn't work out why. Mark Wahlberg. Pretty sure that Mark Wahlberg is from Boston. And his his, box, his Boston accent isn't good. It was a collection of what at this point in time would be considered amazing actors. Not acting very well. Which was just super baffling. Um, it's not a short film. It's like two and a half hours long. Um, they're very, there was this very very much. It just sort of it went along. It plodded along. Everything was fine. But the back end of that film. Like the last ten minutes of that film. Felt like let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Come on. Wrap it up. Stick a bow on it. We are done. Because every aspect of that film that had been laid out for 2 hours and 20 minutes was literally wrapped up in the last 10 minutes. As you would kind of want. But it felt like it was like, yeah, let's just get it done. Lots of surprises, lots of twists, all of that. Um, I did kind of have a question at the end. kind of feel like I probably need to watch it again just to sort of clarify. Like, one of the characters in it, it was a bit like... Were you who you said you were, or were you also somebody else, sort of thing? Um, I'll have to go back and watch that again, maybe. Um, for a film that's had such acclaim and such reviews, I was surprised. Um, if I'm honest, and like I say, I wasn't giving it a hundred percent of my attention. Which probably isn't the best way to then go on to review something. It felt like a badly acted film. Which was just baffling to me. All of those great actors and a Martin Scorsese film to then be not overly well acted. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, that was uh, that was The Departed. Uh, computer games. Let's talk computer games. Um, with the lockdown in place, it's kind of been one of those, you know, oh, I need a game to play, oh, I need a game to play. I've spoken to you about my huge disappointment with Doom. Uh, I eventually put Doom on the shelf this evening. Uh, that game is unfinished. Uh, I have a feeling it's probably going to remain that way. Such a massive disappointment of a game. Um... <clears throat> I needed a palate cleanser, and that palate cleanser was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It was, hands down, the perfect game to play at that point in time. Played through it, enjoyed it, finished it. The, the worst aspect of Jedi Fallen Order is that it, fin that it ends. 
it's properly like, oh man, I finished it. Um, so I needed something to play. So I was like, okay, I've been looking through my games, what I've got, what I've got, what I've got. Hey, you know what? I've been looking at this game for a while. Thoroughly enjoyed it as a game. I'm going to put Devil May Cry 5 on. Put it on, got it installed, got it ready to roll. Played it the other night and I hated every minute of it. I must admit, at that point in time, was not in the right headspace. So there was that aspect. Um, but I ended up turning it off and I ended up watching something instead. Uh, because of the way I felt about it, the the issue that I had was at the start of any Devil May Cry game, you've got to get through like nine hours of cutscenes. The cutscenes are amazing, but there's a lot of them, and I just wanted to play the game. And every thirty seconds, I was having to watch a cutscene, and it was just making me angry. The wrong game for the wrong time was the problem there. Um, I desperately need a game I can get my teeth into. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned, I think I did, uh, that I was playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Got not stuck so much, but there's a section in that game that I dread having to do, and it was that bit that I was up to, and I just, it, it just, I kept failing it. It was a stealth bit, I kept failing it, and it kept sending me really far back, and there was a point where I'd got really far, and then I failed, and it sent me really far back, and I was just like, no. I'm not doing this. So I stopped playing it. However, I think there is a part of me that feels like it is sort of time for an Assassin's Creed game. And I think ultimately I've been working towards playing um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey again as the other character. I played it as the guy. Um, so I think I've been working my way slowly towards maybe playing as the woman. Uh, one of the reasons being is that I know it's a super long game. Um, and that's definitely what I'm looking for at this point in time. So, this evening I put on to install Assassin's Creed Origins. Um... A game that I played when it came out originally, I don't think I played it straight away, I think it was a few weeks later that I played it. Um, I remember enjoying it, but I remember one of my comments about it being that it played like diet Assassin's Creed. The controls are super drummed down for that game. Um, to the point that it was a little bit of a detractor. I'm going to give it a try. I think I'll probably give that a play a little bit later on this evening. Uh, I've got, you know, I've still got workouts to do and stuff like that. But I do think I will give that a go. See how we get on. If it's if it's playable, I'll stick with it. If it's not working for me, I'll move on. Possibly to Odyssey. Possibly to something else. Uh, I need to go back to Greedfall. So that might be what I move on to next. I just need a game that I can really get my teeth into. Um, VR. I've played Thrill of the Fight on the VR headset nearly every day. Um, it's a really good way of getting some exercise whilst also playing some game, whilst also playing some VR. The problem being is that 
because of how much I sweat when I'm playing it, I can't play any other VR stuff because I've got to essentially put the um, the foam surround. I've got to stick it on the radiator to dry it out. Um, so I've got this real problem at the moment that I want to play VR games. There's been an update for Arizona Sunshine. I've still got a Spire One to play. I've got two games that I haven't touched. Um, I really want to play VR, but I can't once I've done Thrill of the Fight. So what I'm going to do is on my next, next rest day, which will be day after tomorrow, uh, I'm going to try and play some actual VR games um, on that day. But... I have been playing VR. I am waiting for a new um, like faceplate to come, which is a different material that, in theory, should uh, not soak up the sweat. You know, it should just be you should just be able to wipe it off. Um, obviously, I've tried other things previously. I got the uh, the silicon surround, which was the one of the worst mistakes I made. Uh, that made everything ten times worse. I'm just trying to find a way to be able to play and unfortunately sweat and still carry on playing. Um, it is something that kind of goes with the uh, playing of the of the Oculus. Um, I do want to make the move to doing the link. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research. The one thing that I can't seem to find at the moment is a cable. Um, nobody seems to have the cables, which is a is a concern. Um, so I'll just I'll just have to keep looking at that. Um, I would have to also buy a graphics card, which isn't cheap. Um, so yeah, <coughs> you guys know how it works. Um, that's the end of the podcast, and that means it's time to talk about what exercise has been going on. Um, I have been working out five times a week, um, like I was saying before, press-ups, um, been doing some kettlebell work, been doing weights in the garage, in the armory, been doing the weights. And I've been using the Thrill of the Fight as a cardio boxing type thing. Um, <clears throat> weighed myself today, I put on a pound. Um, I put that down to uh, an increase of carbs over the last few days. Uh, but that's, uh, that's stress eating is that one. Um, probably need to look at up in the weight that I'm doing um, you know I've been doing it for a couple of weeks now and I'm probably my body's probably used to it so it's probably time to increase some of the weight really get that um, you know keep moving forward and all that sort of stuff probably need to add a few more exercises in um, and just keep just keep plugging away um, it's not the same as going to the gym um, but it's getting there as being nearly as good um, the cardio aspect is probably where things are lacking the most. Um, like I say, the, the boxing, the thrill of the fight stuff is trying to sort of take care of that, but it, it's not going to be as good as what I was doing. Um, so I'm looking at various ways that I can maybe go about addressing that. Um, 
and we'll we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see how we get on. Uh, so yeah, that is that. Um, do before I uh, before I do sign off, just want to say, seen some huge huge numbers, huge podcast numbers over the last uh, couple of weeks. There's been some monster spikes. Um, if you're a new listener and you've got this far in the podcast, big thank you to tuning in. Hope that you keep going back. Um, as is always the case, big thank you to all of the long-time listeners um, or watchers if you're checking us out on YouTube. Uh, really appreciate everything. Um, always will appreciate everything. Um, new listeners, stay tuned. You know We're going to ride out this lockdown together. Um, and yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you've done, um, just by tuning in, um, that's, you know, for now that's enough, and in the future I'll come for you first, but but until then, so yeah, big thank you, um, I will leave it there for this week, um, and I will speak to you again next week, possibly another week of lockdown, we'll see, we'll see then. Okay, cheers, bye. So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done. Another week gone. Another podcast in the bag. YouTube watchers, make sure you're subscribing. Like, share, comment. Get a friend to subscribe. You know, you know it's the right thing to do. Come on. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Send us some uh, social media love. Drop us an email. Tell us how you're getting on. All that good stuff. So there we go. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.